0: Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of July 29th, 2013. This is episode number 202, and I am Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval, the healthcare marketing firm that puts on this outstanding piece of broadcast uh, journalism. journalism. I, don't, I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> and I am joined today in studio by... Robert Privo, senior account director.
1: And Katie Streeter, <coughs> Content Marketing Specialist at Interval. Hey,
0: guys. Hey. How are you? Hey. Good. <clears throat> Good. So let's jump in. What um, what do we have for updates? We've got some updates.
1: Yeah. Um, well, we announced this in our last podcast, but we are going to be holding a live podcast from Shishmid. Uh, we will be in the exhibitors <sighs> hall, and we are hoping to get a bunch of guests. I think we have about 15 guest lots. So, if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, um, we'd love if you reach out to us and let us know. You can email me at Katie at thinkinterval.com or use any other way to get a hold of us that you know of. Yeah. Guaranteed
0: um, to be the coolest yes. booth at just yeah. Interval will be there as the arrogant mm-hmm. healthcare marketing bastards, right? And if you fun.
1: can't be there, you can uh, follow, you can listen online, and follow conversation on Twitter using our hashtag ahmb. Um, so we're excited about it. Yeah. And then um, we're hosting branding at the bar again, and that is on Monday evening. So uh, hopefully you'll show up for that too if you're attending Shishmid.
0: Have some drinks, win some prizes, yep. <coughs> play trivia, some trivia probably. Yeah, yep. that's typically what we do for uh, to determine who will win the fabulous prizes that will be given away. Yes. Um, are we? Do we have our people partnering? We usually have partners who'd help us with that, right?
1: I believe so. I think it's Medicom okay. Interrupter, Interrupter, but I am not absolutely certain okay. about that.
0: Okay, well, those guys are always fun. So, yeah. <clears throat> if you've been at one before, you you know the drill. Get your get your drink on and make a fool out of yourself. <laughs> 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 it <In> wins <with> surprises. It wins surprises.
1: And I guess uh, Chris spoke at was that Tuesday or yesterday Reagan conference. So, mm-hmm. um, hopefully that went well. We haven't yeah. heard from him yet. But nope, no, nope. If get you an were there, hope you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, Will he be on? He'll be on next week. You can talk about it a little bit. He should be on next week. Okay. I believe
1: that. I believe so. So tune
0: in. Check it out. All right. So we had a few stories, but something came up yesterday that we wanted to toss in too, just to talk about today. And that was the release of a new device from Google. So we're going to start with a little tech news here called the Chromecast. Basically, it's a little. It's like a dongle. I mean, if you're familiar with a dongle or like a USB thumb drive, I mean, it's about that size. But it's got a HDMI connector on it. You stick it into the side of your TV into an HDMI port, and now you've got the ability to <clears throat> stream to your TV from um, any other uh, from from a well from Android devices. I'm um, also from iOS devices. It sounds like from apps that have this feature enabled, um, this Chromecast feature. Uh, it'll have Netflix built into it, uh, YouTube built into it. Um, but the interesting thing, the most interesting thing to me is the ability to stream from Chrome, like from a browser to a television screen. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think so far we've seen many failed attempts to really get the web onto the TV in meaningful ways. Um, We've seen successful attempts too. I mean, just, I mean, Netflix, YouTube, those are, those are web products and they are mm-hmm. delivered successfully to the TV screen. So, I mean, that's what these devices really are <clears throat> centered around right now. But, you know, I think as we continue to move into this era of responsive design, um, where we're, where we're moving away from designing for one particular device, for one particular screen size, for one particular um, you know, audience, and uh, in, into this era of <clears throat> having, you know, handheld devices, um, uh, be it a smartphone or a tablet, all the way to, to a television screen now, mm-hmm. um, you know, responsive design allows us to design for the real estate that's at hand. Um, and then, you know, we then we dive into accessibility and usability, which is actually a topic we're going to talk about a little bit today, mm-hmm. um, to make sure that the experience for each of those devices is as usable as possible because obviously you're going to have different controls if you've got something in your hand you're going to be touching it uh, with your fingers like a touch screen if you've got a computer in front of you you'll be using a mouse or a trackpad mm-hmm. or some other device to kind of control that cursor on the screen and then you're t- and typing on the keyboard as well of course um, on a tv most likely you're you're going to see you know people using their mobile devices to interact but you're probably most likely going to be working with a remote control mm-hmm. of some sort um at least today Um, so there's just all these different ways to think about how people are interacting with this content. Um, but I think we're going to start to see just more with, with websites being responsive, being able to be tailored nicely for, um, even a television screen. I think we're going to see an era where people are paying a little more attention to how their web content is, is delivered even there. Mm -hmm. Um, especially as, um, you know, we see devices like this continue to penetrate the market and actually, you know you know, for 30, if this thing is 35 bucks, people are going to, it's like, it's disposable technology. People mm-hmm. are going to grab this just to check it out. Mm-hmm, um, right. And, and I don't think it's really a question of whether or not it's going to catch on. It's a question of, you know, how is this going to shape the future? Cause it's clearly, it's already, it's already catching on. Right. And I think when you look <clears throat> at the quality of TVs today,
1: I
2: mean, when flat screens came out and high definition TVs came out, you know, they were kind of expensive and now they're mm-hmm. pretty affordable and, you know, when you look around, most everybody has a flat screen now, and so, you know, and so many people now have iPads, and and connecting the two, your mobile devices with your TV, I think is a, it makes a lot of sense, and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, being able to project like this for thirty five bucks, yes, that's. Yeah. that's-
0: that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and so if I mean, if you think of all the different in- instances in which you would put something on your TV, um, you know, as we move to, it, one thing that sucks about handheld devices is watching content on it. They're great for listening, you know, mm-hmm. audio where you put in some head- nice headphones mm-hmm. and you can hear great, you know, high fidelity music. Um, but nothing is really worse than watching something <laughs> on a tiny little screen. Right. Um, so with a device like this, you can project it up on, you can put it on the TV. Mm-hmm. You stream it to your television, basically, and you can watch it up there. So, you know, uh, your grandma, if you're sending your grandma video clips of your kids, she doesn't have to try to watch them on her phone. She can watch them on the screen. Um, if you're watching something from, you know, Facebook that a friend posted, you can stream it right up to your TV and just mm-hmm. watch it there um, instantly rather mm-hmm. than trying to watch it on a phone. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and same goes for any you know, anything else on your phone that you might want to watch, assuming that it's got this Chromecast feature enabled on it um, or something like you know, Apple's got this already. They were kind of one of the first to do it on, on a grand scale with AirPlay on their <clears throat> Apple TV devices and now their computers. Um, so, you know, it's not something that's, that's brand new, but I think as this price point continues to come down, it's going to be more and more accessible, and it's going to be something that we're going to have to, um, as marketers, pay closer attention to because I think there are going to be some great opportunities there. Um, right with with this stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah i think you know when you look at the
2: the higher end tvs today a lot of this is built in but i think what this does is it really brings it to the masses
0: right um very affordable and like you said it's
2: really accessible so yeah it's something to think about.
0: yeah i mean i even even with the apple tv at 100 bucks a pop you know that to me is is you know essentially a disposable technology today but man 35 bucks that's Mm -hmm. you know that's accessible by almost anybody right yep and robert to your point about televisions earlier i mean not only do people, most people have flat screens now. I mean, a lot of people you can't even you can't even really go to Best Buy and buy <laughs> no. a TV that's not a flat screen. Right. Right. nobody's even selling the big old CRT or tube TVs mm-hmm. anymore. Right. Even
1: my like twenty two inch TV is flat screen yeah. and or whatever. We, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> well, they're cheaper
0: to produce than yeah. the big old tube TVs today. Right. So if you want even just a small one, you can get them for less than a hundred bucks. Right. So yeah. So anyway, that's actually kind of a. Um, well, do we want to jump into? We could jump right into our second article for today, which talks yeah. about accessibility. That That's kind good. of a nice segue. Um, so Katie had put together a, a nice post on on our website, thinkinterval.com, dot com, um, and it was the the title of the post was "Are You Accessible on the Web?" Right? Yeah, do you want to talk about that a little
1: bit? Yeah, sure. So we're looking at. We talk a lot about usability um, at Interval and. Um, Adam and I had a conversation about accessibility and I decided to write a blog post about it. And, um, you know, when you think of accessibility um, in the physical world, do you think of ways that you make, you know, elevators and ramps for wheelchairs and Drinking things like... Drinking
0: phones at different heights, right? That kind
1: of thing. And um, if you think about it in a hospital setting, it can extend to things like um, having a translator um, for people who don't speak... English as their first language, or proper signage Mm -hmm. to navigate the hospital. Uh, But what we don't hear talked about a lot is accessibility on the web. And it's almost, it's interesting because it's like you don't, I don't even really think about it because I, you know, it's so easy for me to go and access a website. I don't think about the challenges that others may face. But if you think about how someone who's blind or deaf or doesn't speak English as a first language um, or is only accessing the Internet from a mobile device may encounter challenges with a website. So the blog post is about how to think about accessibility on your website and why it's so important in healthcare. Um... And there are things that healthcare marketers can do to improve accessibility, even though it does seem maybe like an overwhelming thing. I mean, you may not know HTML coding, you may not have the ownership of the website in a sense, you know, but there are things you can do. Um, So it outlines, we outline four things in the post and those are, oops, I just lost my post.
0: Don't you love the the (laughs) multi-gesture trackpads are so easy to like all of a sudden swipe (gasps) the wrong way, barely, and it goes back or forth in the browser?
1: So, yeah. um, the first one is understand the audience's accessibility effects because there's probably a lot more than you than you realize, and there's a lot of things that affect their web ex- experience. Um, know what can be done to improve accessibility, and we can talk about that in a second. And understand the difference between accessibility and usability, and experience your website as others would. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that healthcare marketers can be doing right now to try and make their healthcare websites more accessible. And, um, you know, Adam comes from more of the design um, coding background, so he knows a little bit more about the actual things that you can do. But there's a lot of, um, you know, change management that can take place and mm-hmm. really pushing for a change right. um, to make it happen.
0: Yeah, you know, I think one of the one of the places that we get stuck on, I think, as marketers when it comes to accessibility is assuming that it's real, that accessibility is all about making things available to people who, you know, are, for lack of a better way to say this, not normal. You know, the right. people who have like a disability of right. some sort or people who, um, you know, speak a different language. Mm-hmm. Again, again, uh, you know, it's not, it's, that doesn't fit the trend of what we consider to be our, our general, you know, normal audience of just, you know, here's english speaking people mm-hmm. who have fingers and mm-hmm. you know can access this stuff on a computer um you know accessibility is all about it's not it's not just people with disabilities you know it's cultural differences mm-hmm. it's um device differences mm-hmm. um we've got you know the the the, mo- the penetration of mobile and the accessibility of, of of mobile devices has brought the internet to people who didn't who couldn't mm-hmm. afford it before right um <clears throat> so so it's not it's not just about um, making sure your content is accessible by, pe- by people with disabilities is making mm-hmm. sure it's accessible by the widest possible audience. Right. Um, even those without disabilities, you know, right. you, if you want to consider, you know, having a mobile device and no laptop, a disability, then, you know, in a sense, I guess it kind of is. Right. So, um, yeah, and, you know, kind of to, to 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 harken back to what we were talking about a second ago with the uh, Chromecast device, um, you know, one of the things we get to in this article, as you mentioned, Katie, is the difference between accessibility and usability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the terms get kind of, They're not interchangeable terms, um, for sure, Mm -hmm. uh, at least in our opinion, although they seem to occasionally get used as interchangeable terms or people get them a little confused. Um, You know, accessibility is making sure at at its core, it's making sure that your content, your website is available to the widest possible audience, as many different audiences as possible. Um, but then usability is about really kind of drilling down into each of those individual audiences and thinking about now, now that we've reached them, how is the experience for that audience? Um, so for example, an, an, easy, an easy one to look at is mobile. You know, if you've designed a website that, um, you know, sure, mobile people can access your website, sure. But it, have you designed it? Um, you know, are you? Do you have a bunch of menus that require you to hover over something and then the menu mm-hmm. pops down? That's great for a desktop user. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's probably going to be fine for people of different cultures. But on on <clears throat> on mobile, there's no such thing as hovering mm-hmm. over a menu. You know, some devices have it set up so that when you tap, that's kind of the first. the the browser assumes you're hovering at that point and shows you the menu, but you can't rely on that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, 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 it's how do you now drill down into the experience for mobile, um, to make sure that it's a usable experience. What is the experience for this audience? Um, same with people, you know, speaking different languages. If you've got a site that you're actually translating into multiple languages, um, how is the experience for that person Mm -hmm. when they're using the site? And that could, that could get drilled down all the way to, you know, is, the type of in- imagery you 're using you know or colors that you 're using uh, offensive to particular mm-hmm. cultures um, it's just you can really you can, you can you can go down to the to these you know seemingly small details, although those aren 't small details mm-hmm. to those particular audiences um, but I think you know at, at, at the end of the day what 's important is that you Understand these um, concepts at a really broad level and just understand in general the things that influence them, you know, how much power you have over it. And kind of understand some of the basics, even on the technical side of what's involved, um, so that when you're having these conversations with how to improve this stuff uh, with either outside agencies or your internal IT staff, that you can just kind of speak about it comfortably or listen to what they're saying and ask the right questions um, or even know if they're BSing you on some. Level, Because you're certainly going to get some some of that kind of pushback, whether right. it's internal or from, you know, outside people who maybe themselves don't fully understand it and want to, you know, kind of push it, push it off as not important. Um, it's important, but again, mm-hmm. you have to figure out where you're going to kind of draw that line in terms of, you know, how, many, how much of your resources you can dedicate to making things, you know, quote unquote right mm-hmm. um, versus just really trying to kind of polish the experience at, at, at the level that you can. Yeah. So. Right, and I think another
2: big one on accessibility is is kind of an obvious one, but it's it's writing um, with clarity and being using simple language for so people can understand it. And yeah. it reminds me of a of a uh, tweet that we actually retweeted, and it's kind of funny. Adam and I both caught this, but um, it's from Jonas Downey, and he wrote, "When writing copy for your website or app, write like you're talking to a friend, a friend who has no idea what the hell is going on." And I think <laughs> I that like kind of sums it up. Yeah. yeah, you know, you need to just. You know you can't just assume that people understand things or get things, and just you know boiling that down to the most simplest of terms
0: is is huge. right. And especially in our industry where we're we're you know we use all sorts of terminology that the average Joe does not use. Um, you mm-hmm. know for just the other day we were having a, a meeting with um somebody who we were worked with on a number of projects, and we were throwing around medical terminology that we're comfortable with. Um, just acronyms and stuff, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Time out for a yeah. second. I mm-hmm. want to make sure that I, you know, understand what these what these terms or these abbreviations or acronyms mean." Um, so, and I, you know, I remember when I started working in healthcare, out of a couple years out of college, cause I'd done a couple other things before that, but um, in a healthcare system. And I, you know, even then I was like, so oncology is cancer, right? Mm -hmm. And this is that, right? So, I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a number of things that I just, I had no idea and it took me a while to to learn that stuff. So, you know, but it quickly becomes second nature and it quickly becomes, you just don't even give a second thought to it anymore. It's like, all right, the navigation should be oncology. And it's like, well, should it, you know, does that, does your audience, you know, that you're trying Mm -hmm. to reach actually, is that the terminology they use? Um, so, and is that what they're going to search for? Cause if you want to start talking about SEO, um, are people searching for oncology or are they searching for cancer? Mm-hmm. You should, you should know what people are seeking so that you can write around it yeah. so that they're finding your content.
1: Huh, that's um, a really good point.
0: So there's, there's just a lot of considerations, but you know, fortunately over the last couple of years, the web projects we've been working on with, with clients, um, we've, we've seen, we've seen uh, more and more that our clients are really on the ball with this. They're already mm-hmm. talking about, you know, this is, th- these aren't terms that our, that our patients or that our community is searching right. for. Um, we've, we've run into points of confusion already where people just aren't finding it. Um, so let's, let's have a conversation around what, what we should be using here. Should it be, you know, bones and joints rather than orthopedic? Should it be, um, yeah. I forget what some of the terminology is we've used even, around even neurology versus cardiovascular. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Well, that's a huge, I think that's yeah. a huge one. Yeah. It's like, cause you know, heart, you know, heart, right. But, but at the same time, it's like, there's so much that falls into that service area that is not necessarily as straight up heart related, right. it's, you know, involved right. with your larger cardiovascular system. So it's complicated, but you know, I think it really, it makes sense to figure out what mainly what people are searching for. Um, and that that can be determined. You know, you can you can you can search Google search trends. You can look at your own search trends, assuming that you're gathering analytics on your website. Um, and you can you know, with without a ton of effort, start to figure out what people what the terms are that people are, mm-hmm. are are using. So, right, definitely definitely helps improve accessibility, and really usability too on that on that yeah. on that standpoint.
1: They're very closely tied to each other. They are.
0: Yeah. Uh, so. Couple other things we had on the docket for today. Um, interesting article from the Washington Post. I think you ran across this one, Katie. Is that we right? Did yeah. And that's um,
1: oh.
0: what well, says "start power" in the uh, in the agenda, but oh. uh, "star power." Star power, yeah, <laughs> it's not star power. So the, 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 the sounds like the White House is enlisting a little bit of uh, star power to help uh, promote.
1: Health insurance, uh, yeah, for insurance it, to help accessibility. Yeah. Insurance.
0: Speaking of accessibility, right. right,
1: and to especially for young people, right. So um, they're trying to make it. You know, one of the concerns is that younger people who are healthy and don't really think they need to pay this money to be insured, they need a way to get them to sign up. So they're enlisting star power, um, like Oprah and Alicia Keys and um, Jennifer Hudson, Amy Poehler, people like that, to try and get these. Younger this younger demographic to sign up when uh, when it goes into effect on o- October first.
0: Yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, what's what's your guys' take on on health insurance? I've always been of the mindset that it's it's a bit foreign to me. To, to I, try, I try to I try to understand what would be going through someone's head who thinks they don't need health insurance because I've yeah. I've never assumed that I don't need health insurance. It's always been like. I've always been under the impression, even since you know a fairly you know younger age when I could understand what it was for, um, that it's something that you need mm-hmm. for like emergent situations, right. you know, things like catastrophes right. or things like. You know, like what we're going through now with our with our nine month old. You know, right. it's I it didn't I never assumed that I was going to have a kid who would need a bone marrow transplant, but here I am, and thank God I've mm-hmm. got insurance because mm-hmm. this would not be possible without mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, or like you don't know when you're going to get in a car accident. You might be the most careful driver in the world, but right. that's not going to protect you yeah. from the worst driver in the right. world who's coming down the you know wrong side of the road at you at sixty miles an hour.
1: Right. And I I'm of the same mindset that I know that you know I just know. That's how my parents, you know, taught me. Right. So it's it's hard to put yourself in other people's shoes that think they don't need it. But I can kind of understand if you know well, they you weren't think you're raised kind of
0: invincible, yeah. And I think it, when you're young, you're, you, know? you think you're kind of invincible, yeah, or you don't really think sure. you know it's not something you stress about. Right. I, mean, I never stressed about it, but I also never thought about you know. And and to your point too, I mean, I was mm-hmm. raised in a family where it wasn't really a question of whether or not I would have it. I had right. it. I never had right. to think about not having right. it. And I know a lot of people have to think about not having it because right. they don't have it or it's ex- expensive. Um, right. They might not have parents who can provide it for them. They might not have parents right. at all. Right. Um So, I mean, I know there are situations that um, that just put you into an entirely different camp than I yeah. have ever been in. So, yeah. I'm in the same boat
2: as you guys. It, it never really felt like an option not to have some kind of insurance. Right. But, you know, when I look at the numbers, you know, they're trying to get essentially like $7 million young adults signed up, you know, with, with insurance as this new kind of health care reform act rolls out soon. And, and so there, it is a big population. And, and I, I think, you know, if it, you can leverage some celebrities, mm-hmm. great, you know, yeah, yeah, and I know yeah. it's a politically divisive issue right? And, you know, really there's a lot of people against this, this, you know, law essentially, mm-hmm. but I think the fact is that's where we're headed, mm-hmm. and I think you know let's let's try to get the system working so we can get more younger people signed up. That's a good thing. And however we go about yeah. that, that I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I totally agree. I think Me too. I think it's good.
2: Me too. I mean, I, you only have to look at. Uh, our country's obsession with celebrities whether it's you know <laughs> oh my gosh the royal, the royal baby, baby or, you <laughs> just know, talking about five. that yeah. you know, that's what people There's are paying George,
0: attention to yeah mm. George Alexander or Louis Louis what is it George is
1: Alexander Louis how yeah. many
0: names does he have? that's like every like righteous king name you could have right in a row there <laughs> yeah
1: or is it Louis
0: it's gotta be Louis Louis I'm gonna go with Louis
1: I like Louis better <laughs> <laughs> wow that's uh, that's impressive mm.
0: So he could pick any one of those names when he becomes the king. <laughs> right. King George, King Louis, <laughs> King Alexander the 5th.
2: <sighs>
0: that's I'm jealous now. <laughs> king Adam just doesn't have the I could be King Adam or King Perry, both of which sound horrible. Or that's it. Yeah.
1: Princess no, Catherine. That's got that's a good That's pretty ring good. Here. That's the current princess's name. Yes. <laughs> That's why it
2: works,
0: yeah. king, king Robert. King Rob. Rob. Like, oh, yeah. Robert. King of the North. I'll cross the table over here. <laughs> <laughs> king Rob. That's like that's like the ultimate king name right now, dude. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> king Adam. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't work. I may have the first name ever of of, of all, but it's but it it's lackluster. <laughs> that assumes, of course, you believe in mm. a particular faith uh okay does that take us right into ads we love yeah and ads it, we does. Hate for this it does week? we, hope we haven't done with this in a while
1: because uh, some fun ads to share yes
0: we've got about four minutes i think we can tear these up in about four yeah. minutes you want to start katie
1: sure uh so i chose an ad that <clears throat> i have seen on the tv um several times that i've liked Every time. Um, And probably a lot of people have seen it. It's a Cheerios ad. And it starts with a little girl going up to her mom at the breakfast table and, um, you know, curious about, you know, does, I don't know exactly what she says, but are Cheerios good for your heart? And the mom says, well, you know, it has whole grain, and that's heart healthy. And the little girl thinks about it for a second, and then she runs off into the other room, and then it cuts to a scene later in the commercial with her dad waking up with Cheerios all over his shirt, like where his heart is, and she had poured them on his heart <laughs> to make his heart healthy. So it's really cute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another element of it, that I was I was Googling it a little bit, and it's a interracial... Couple. I was going to say um, this.
0: This ad raised some controversy. It did,
1: and they actually—it's too it's sad, sad because they had to um, disable the comments on the video on YouTube because yeah. there was some really really racist comments yeah, yeah, which is I'm just sure. so sad because you see this this cute little family and yeah. it's such a sweet commercial and it's like how can you even say something I bad know. out of it but
0: i know that is um that's sad. Hi, yeah. speaking of things i don't understand there's something that yeah, just blows my I, yeah. mind it's like yeah. 2013 people yeah. it's not the 1800s anymore right. can we mm-hmm.
1: right and that's one of those issues where it's hard to put yourself in other people's shoes <laughs> it's yeah. like uh no yeah yeah <laughs> so
0: not only is it hard; it's like it suits you know, when don't. it comes to like the health insurance thing, you can you can want to try to put yourself yeah. in those shoes to right. understand. Exactly. In this case, I have absolutely no desire to be no. in these you know racist, bigoted shoes to <laughs> right. Right. try to f- understand what they're feeling. Right.
1: So that was my ad. I loved.
2: That's a good one. Good one. What's yours, Robert? You know, mine is one. I think it's from last year, and I haven't seen it in a while, but it just totally cracks me up. And it's a an ad for Southern Comfort, and the theme is whatever's comfortable, <laughs> and it's this. Probably, you know, 50-year-old barrel-chested guy, actually in a Speedo, which is kind of hilarious, in tennis shoes, walking walking down the beach. And it's just you just see this image of him walking. You wonder, what what is this about? What is this for? And he just looks totally comfortable in his skin. Yes. Rolling down the beach. People are looking at him. All of a sudden, a dog joins him, starts walking with him. Then he takes a little turn, comes back. He's carrying a, a glass of, a, you know, a, a beverage, a brown mm-hmm. liquor. And he just keeps walking, and there's this really good music that goes with it. And at the end, they show— It is perfect music. Yeah, he shows—they show, zoom in on the glass, and it's uh, there's a little umbrella that says, Southern Comfort, whatever's comfortable. It just, it just
0: fits. It's, uh, yeah. It makes me laugh every time I it see was, it. It's, it's well done. It's funny. it's funny. funny. <laughs> okay. Well, you, Adam. My ad that I love for this week is—I'm uh, going to read the description for I found it on BuzzFeed. A description here is uh, the best city council television ad in existence. Mm -mm. Then the little caption, the ad for Whitehorse City Council, which airs Mondays at 7.30 p.m. on Community Cable 9, is the most exciting thing to come out of the Yukon since the gold rush. (laughs) So if you watch it, and when I had sent this link to Robert and Katie, I I had said, you know, basically you can take, if you take dramatic music and slow motion video of of anything, just put those together and you can make like anything dramatic (laughs) and like... Just like almost have some kind of impact. So so it's it's these this it's, it's like camera footage of city council meetings from this small community. Um well I'm not, I guess I'm not sure exactly how small it is, but I seemingly it would be small enough. Um and it's just like it's 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 all this footage put into slow motion with like this really dramatic, like orchestral piece behind it. And it just feels like you know, like the intro to some court or like, like law and order type show or something where it's like, and then they would, occasionally they'd pause and it'd be like an audio snippet. And they'd be like, Hey, and we've managed to secure another 15,000 for the city, for the museum this year. <laughs> and then They they'd cut back into like the dramatic music. <laughs> But I mean, we have. I mean, I think the three of us are assuming that this was done to be to have some fun with it, I, just to be it kind of dramatic. So, so that, you know, people tune in to watch the live broadcast on cable nine. There's something right. kind of entertaining that opens it up and has you know has some has some fun with it. So you, I hope that's what they're right. really after anyway. <laughs> and I
1: mean, you think of city council meetings that just like put you to sleep. Oh my, yeah, right. and yeah. So you hope that they have to be being I funny
0: about it. Would have to imagine they're trying to so. have fun. But it it is it is hilarious and it's just. um it's 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 a it's a, good, it's a great ad. Yeah. I mean, especially it's, if if it gets people kind of you know talking, yeah, talking about in. it, interested, maybe interested locally, you know, in their community and, right. and seeing that hey, this is you know, we can have a little bit of fun with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's pretty funny. So check it out. Yeah. So we I think we've got a, we've still got like a minute or so. Do we want to? We do. We, you guys, I didn't have an ad that I hated for this week. I
1: but. think Roberts talked about his because I also hate Roberts' ad. <laughs> yeah, it's not.
2: I didn't actually develop it. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> No, the one that I can't stand, it's for, um, it's like a city bank, cityprivatepass.com. And it's this guy who, it starts out, he's sitting at a dinner table with his girlfriend. And she dumps him and says, you're boring. And she says, like, 3 you're boring. And he has this look on his face like, what? Uh-huh.
1: And so then he,
2: he cuts to him on his laptop and he's like, I'm I'm going <laughs> to. Alone in his apartment. Alone in his <laughs> apartment, crying. Big <No>. shiny <laughs> Apple logo <laughs> on there. And he's sitting there and he says, he, he's obviously trying to not be boring. So right. he jumps on of course city private pass because that makes total we can sense. only assume he first googled how not to be boring right which right. led him to Citibank, and so then he's probably the first result <laughs> right so then he goes to a museum and meets Marilyn. you know he's looking at images of Marilyn Monroe, and then he meets um i forget the chef's name
0: Marilyn. well they're like, they're like she meets Marilyn, but then they're like then they added her last name to it right right so it was like Marilyn, whatever right and then he um he goes to a cooking class with a famous chef, and
2: then and then he meets Alicia, and they show he's backstage at an Alicia Keys concert. And the whole point is that with perks of City Pass, you can be, do these be cool unboring. Things, I guess, but the ironic part is he's literally by himself, <laughs> yeah, doing these, these things, things <laughs> with celebrities who obviously don't care, right? You know? That he's there, and, and so he's so proud of himself that he's now not boring. And <laughs> not it's like, boring. All I oh have to do is get rid of my girlfriend, yeah, and, and get, now get a it's City so Bank cool. card. Yeah,
1: it's kind of. Ugh. As it a even female, says, look who's boring. Look who's like, not boring now. <laughs> no. It just, it just
2: doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: I don't get it. I don't get it. I too hate it. What do
1: you think created that ad? Do you think it's male or female? Um, or probably, probably, I mean, I'm sure it's a mix. I'm sure but. it's,
0: yeah. I don't know. I'm guessing it was a room full of dudes. <laughs> it had to have been. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? Reminds me, yesterday, I like, there's some, my neighbors across the street are installing this big fencer on their house. Which I don't even know if they had approved, to be honest. The whole HR, the whole homeowners association <laughs> right. thing, but anyway. Um, so I go out there, and there's like all these trucks like lining the street from the company who's installing it. And I'm trying to get my mail because there's a giant fencing truck like blocking the mailbox. So I'm going out there grabbing it, and as I'm walking around the truck, I just hear the guys who are working. They're just kind of relaxing in the boulevard and complaining about how they have to spend all the money they make at this job on their girlfriends. Oh, and I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> right, what? This is I don't know. So th- so this conversation just reminded me of that, that yesterday. Lovely. I'm like, does this stuff really happen? And I'm like, well, yeah. Here oh you have got it, here you the dudes, just come, you know, all of whom should have Citibank cards. Because, uh, definitely. Then they're yeah, also not boring. Then they would not be boring, and yeah. maybe they could just charge everything to their girlfriend for their girlfriends, and uh, never pay for it. Funny. So anyway. All right. Well, that uh, that definitely takes us to half hours. We should probably wrap it up.
1: Yeah.
0: Sue, so for the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Adam Meyer. Robert Prevo.
1: And Katie Streeter.
0: Uh, yeah. Tune in next time. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at, at Interval Crew. Yep. The hashtag we use for our stuff uh, is pound hash, I should say. Uh, H- AHMB, yep. Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards. Uh, and make sure to swing by our website. Uh, thinkinterval.com um, and you can find us all on Twitter um, you'll probably see some tweets and retweets from Interval Crew for us individually so if you want to follow us you can do that too so thanks for tuning in we'll catch you next time see
2: yeah. bye